Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Step. like to hear. I like to hear anything right about now. Oh my goodness, for this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Woo-wee! I got the smiling faces, the stars in the eyes. We Nothing. 
Yeah, they were, they were so fake apologetic. Yeah, they were so fake apologetic. You know, all they would say is, you know, we're experiencing difficulty and uh, technicians are working diligently. And I was like, I want more than that. You know, you know, you're paying for a service. Block talk is not free. And as with anything and anyone else, you know, you don't want to pay for something and you're not getting service. And, you know, you could understand some minor technical difficulties, but you know how it goes. You know how we do. You know how you do. You know, hey, 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 you don't want to pay rent and you're locked out, right? Because they haven't paid their mortgage, right? So, you know, every morning I would get up and, you know, Shanti's would be like, Again, and Teddy be like, no show, and yeah, and everybody be like, wow, and, and then our girl Tamika, she was hitting me up, and Pastor KL was, you know, chiming in, and yo, it's been crazy, I have straight missed you all, like, I mean, like crazy, the last time we were on break like this was back in 2020 and for the first part of 2020 we weren't on at all because you know we we had a night you know there was a night a show and then all of a sudden everything kind of went radio silent you know the lord didn't tell me that we were not on anymore but it was just silent, but I, I didn't know what was going on, but I knew I was not supposed to cancel the blog talk account. And I just woke up one day, and the Lord said, you're going to do a morning show, and he gave me all the specs for its due time, and, you know, it got named, and the layout was given, and, you know, there was his due time, and we've been on ever since. You know, every once in a while we'll get, you know, uh, locked out, you know, or something's going on with blog talk, but never this long, and I guess I didn't realize how much I missed all of you, how much I love all of you, because it's been killing me, you know, I, you know, it's not, you don't just go back and lay down, and the norm hasn't happened, you know, and the norm is I get up Monday through Friday, and I talk to you all, and you talk to me back, you know, and it's it, it's it's really been some kind of withdrawal. So when I got up this morning and there was no sign, no note, no flashing anything, I was like, yo, we're back on. Oh, get up, get up, get up. Everybody get up. Wake up, everybody. <laughs> so welcome back to you all. You're saying welcome back to me, and I thank you. Giving God thanks that, you know, we're all safe. And, you know, when we last spoke, it was 2023. And now, by the grace of God, it is 2023. Well, blessings to all of you as we have entered into a new calendar year. God has been exceptionally good because if you're on, that means that regardless of the struggles, regardless of the chaos, regardless what you didn't have, regardless of, you know, just 
being down and out at times, you know, it's just, you're here. We're here. And we have so much to give God thanks for. So, you know, we, we've got to rise, shine, and give God the glory. So I got to tell you, so, so here's the confession. Because we are, like, unexpectedly on, in a sense, and Vivian normally does the Wow Wednesday, that's all we got. Yeah, because our girl, Elder Natisha, she is in Africa, or at least coming home now. She's been in Africa, and she's been posting all of the wonderful experiences that she's been having. Her and her husband traveled over to Africa, and it looks like it has been an amazing experience for her. So we don't have her this morning. Our Lady Tamika will not be joining us this morning. And uh, we miss hearing her voice as well, but she's good, thank God. She's good because she was like blinking this morning. She's happy because she can listen. She just can't be on with us. So you just have Shanti's, our girl Viv, and Pastor Steph. Now, we can get the job done, you know. We ain't never short of a word, but I'm just letting you know that we're going to have some chit-chat. So I'm going to rely on you today when we're talking to our girl Vivian and she brings us her socially conscious segment. I need some the other stuff to talk about. So I don't know what Shantice is going to have. I don't know Viv, what Viv is going to have. And, you know, it's open up to you. To, you know, I'm going to open up the floor to anything you want to talk about today. And, you know, I'll be fully God's best up and running tomorrow because I have all of the therapeutic Thursday stuff. And I don't know. I don't know how we're going to go forward because, you know, I don't know. You know, this feels like a reset. You know, we talk about the, you know, the new year coming in as a reset. For, you know, your life, for the things that you do, for the way that you think, for the, the way that you act, for the way that you function. You know, it's a reset for us. And I feel like this is kind of like a reset for us, too. And, you know, what is God going to do with 2024 on its due time with Pastor Steph? I have no clue. God has not spoken to me. But I am looking forward to some great Things. And I sure hope you are as well. So we're going to get our morning started because it is Wow Wednesday over here on the Due Time with Pastor Steph. So ah, go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead. And tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right 
back. I was diagnosed on October 25th, 2010. She was just like an average person, and I guess I just had stereotyped the idea of people who have HIV. You know, my first reaction was, I'm going to get through this. I'm not going to let this define me. I'm going to be okay. My best friend has HIV, but that does not define who she is. Get the facts. Get tested. Get involved. Good morning and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Wow Wednesday. Ah, giving God thanks for bringing us through not just another day, not just another week, not just another month, but he brought us through another year. 2023 is gone. It is gone, 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 gone. And here we are in 2024, and the reset button has been pressed. You know, the calendar year has started all over again. And, you know, we've uh, gotten an opportunity to take a break really quickly and, you know, Give God thanks for 365 days of greatness, regardless of how you spent those 365 days. You know, in the grand scheme of things, we're here, and no matter what we've gone through, we've made it only by the grace of God. Thank God for His Son, Jesus, because He died on the cross for us to be here and in our right frame of mind, so... Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate that we are here. All right? Well, hmm. let's say good morning to our girlfriend, Vivian. Good morning, Vivian. Good morning. Happy Wow Wednesday. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Well, thank you. Thank you, and thank you. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I am well, thank you. I'm well, thank you, too. So how did you feel about this this little break, this, this impromptu break we had from our morning, each and every morning? You know, that wasn't how we got our day started. Did it mean anything to you? Did it change anything for you? What did you think? I was very suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, wow. what is going on? You know, the first day, it was like, all right, you know, that's normal. First couple of days, it's like, all right, you know, Block Talk needs to get it together. But as it just continued to go on and on and on, I was like, uh-oh, what is going on? What did I do, Lord? 
am I doing no. something? Do I need to fix something? Like, it was very suspicious. Okay, well, rise, shine, and give God the glory, giving God thanks that we are here. We're back. And, you know, that, that, that says a mouthful, you know, when things take a shift, we always need to go before the Lord and just make sure we're right, you know, and that the shift mm-hmm. has nothing to do with us, that, you know, if if the shift has nothing to do with us, what can we do? How can that shift benefit us? So, you know, that, that says a lot. That says a whole lot. And uh, I have, like, a, a suspicion that you're coming back strong today. Am I right? Um, we'll see. <laughs> Alrighty. So, as I would always say to you, what you got for us today? Alright, today on Socially Conscious, we are starting off with a couple of stories focused on the children. Uh, reports are saying that more and more parents are choosing to opt their children out of kindergarten. They say the number of kindergartners and public school plunged during COVID-19 pandemic. Many parents were concerned about the virus or just wanted to avoid online school, so hundreds of thousands of families delayed the start of school for their young children during that time. But they say even three years after the pandemic, kindergarten enrollment has continued to decrease. This is just another element of society that the pandemic is being blamed for. Some people just don't believe that kindergarten is is a necessity, but researchers say kindergarten is where children learn to follow directions, regulate behavior, and get accustomed to learning. Missing that year of school can put kids at a disadvantage, especially those from low-income families and families whose first language is not English. I personally did not know that kindergarten was an option, and it's very um, interesting to see that still today people are opting out of kindergarten, and I wanted to know what our listeners think about this, but definitely seeing how times have changed. Next, we have the migrant children in focus. Reports say the death of a five-year-old migrant boy and reported illnesses and other children living at a warehouse retrofitted as a shelter has raised fresh concerns about the living conditions and medical care provided for asylum seekers arriving in Chicago. They say five-year-old Jean Carlos Martinez was a resident at a shelter in Chicago's neighborhood when he suffered a medical emergency then was pronounced dead shortly after arriving at Children's Hospital on Sunday afternoon. The city said six more people living in that same shelter, four children and two adults were hospitalized that same week, according to the Chicago Fire Department. They say the boy's family arrived in Chicago only two weeks prior to his death. It is said that the problem is either related to their journey, including trauma, or from living in crowded group settings where infections spread easily and quickly. While city officials say there is no um, pandemic going on, uh, people are very concerned. Doctors are increasingly worried about RSV and COVID-19 during these cold winter months. 
More than 26,000 migrants have arrived in Chicago over the past year by bus and plane, with about 14,000 currently in shelters. Roughly 10,000 have been resettled into their own places, which is the city's ultimate goal. Chicago recently instituted a 60-day limit for shelters with the first batch of evictions taking effect this month. So, as we all predicted, this migrant thing is just getting messier and messier as they continue to come in and fill up these makeshift shelters. Next, we have kind of an update. A while ago, we spoke about the Statesman Club out in Pennsylvania. But now we have another school out in Kansas where a student is trying to start a Satan club in their high school. The school district said a student put in an application to start a high school Satan club at Olaf Northwest High School. Some parents are concerned about the Satanic group and others believe it is the student's right. The district says several boxes need to be checked before a club can be formed. First, they have to fill out an application. They need forms to be signed by at least 10 students who say that they are interested in forming this group. It also needs a signature by a student representative and faculty supervisor. Student leaders are also expected to make a presentation to administrators answering a few questions, one of them being, what will this group bring to the school? The district also says it is considering any application, that when they look at any application, they look at the Equal Access Act. The federal law requires that all public schools cannot discriminate against an applying student initiating group based on the message that basically means that they must pretty much look into it and give everybody an equal chance. Um, but thankfully, there is a student who was concerned about this and started a petition. It's called the Stop the Satan Club, the Satan Worship Club. And on Monday night, it had over 6,000 signatures. So I don't know if we're praying hard enough, but this this thing is definitely spreading. We went from one school now and the first school was able to start that Satan club so we definitely needed to get on the ball next we have a tragic story of five, five children who were left alone by their father four of them when he went out Christmas shopping four of them were his own and one of them was a relative so he went out Christmas and grocery shopping and they died when a fire raced through their two story duplex Saturday evening Arizona police said Neighbors said they tried their best to get inside to get everyone out, but they couldn't. A 13-year-old boy, 5-year-old boy, 4-year-old girl, and a 2-year-old boy, all brothers and sisters, lived there. And an 11-year-old relative who was visiting also died. Police said, according to um, neighbors and witnesses, the downstairs foyer which was probably made it possible it probably made it impossible for the children to flee. That is where the fire started. The fire traveled up the only staircase inside the home, keeping them from getting out. Neighbors say they tried everything to help, including using an extension ladder, 
through the bedroom and breaking windows to find out if anyone was in the home. But they saw and heard nothing. The father of the four kids told investigators he left the home for two and a half hours to buy groceries and Christmas gifts. Again, an unfortunate mess. But now we have our wow story of the week, and it's about your boy, Jonathan Majors, who was just recently found guilty of assault. If you haven't heard, Jabari, a 30-year-old British dancer, accused Mr. Majors of attacking her inside the vehicle that left her in excruciating pain. She said he struck her in the head with his open hand, twisted her arm behind her back, and squeezed her middle finger until it fractured. Now, the craziest part of all of this is that the video evidence came forward that showed Jonathan Majors running away from his then-girlfriend as she chased him through the night. Majors' attorney alleged that Jabari then followed a group of strangers she met on the street to a dance club where she ordered drinks for the group and did not appear to be favoring her injured hand. Um, She was pretty much what they're saying is she threw a revenge party and charged champagne and all types of things to Majors' credit card. She was angry and was treating these strangers to a fancy night. She bought um, she bought everything again with his credit card. So it's been a wild story. And somehow, someway, it led to a, a guilty verdict. Sentencing is set for February 6th. So we have been following this story here and there. And a listener or two submitted this verdict so I thought I'd share it with our listeners again very tragic but this has been Vivian with Socially Conscious giving you the news that we are following and remember if you have any wild stories you would like to submit please feel free to direct message me on Facebook my username there is Vivian BM and come back every Wednesday to find out if your story has been chosen Thank you, as always, to our loyal listeners, and thank you, Pastor Steph. Thank you, Vivian. Ah, some stories, some stories, some stories. Now, <clears throat> these are some interesting um, stories, as always. Thank you for always bringing us the best. Now, Our first story covers kindergartners and the fact that the parents, since COVID, have not been enrolling our kindergartners into schools. They say that the enrollment has taken a nosedive, and it's been three years, almost four years and a couple of months, since we've even had the COVID epidemic, so... You know, they're saying that ever since then, it has not been the same. And, you know, I didn't think that you were unallowed to put your child in kindergarten unless they were, like, in nursery school. But you could start them in first grade. But, you know, since, you know, over these last few years, they've done this um, 
this this uh, pre-K thing with the four-year-olds, the pre-K thing with three-year-olds. They've done it with they're, – they're really pushing you to enroll your children in school. And I'm kind of interested in what, you know, people think as far as should we have our children in kindergarten. Now, I'll, I'll start with Shanti. I'm going to come back to you, Vivian, for a particular reason. Um, but let's see what Shantice has to say. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning, Shantice. I haven't said that in like oh, over a week. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? <laughs> I am well, thank you. I am well. You know, there. Vivian's talking about the low enrollment of kindergarten and how it's taken such a decline over the years. You know, they have blamed COVID for this. And I don't know, you know, do you think that, you know, little people should be in school, kindergarten? You know, Vivian even saying that they say, I guess studies are showing that low-income families you know, the children suffer if they're not in kindergarten. And uh, I don't know. Do you think that's true? Absolutely. I was listening and I'm like, I guarantee you most of the parents who don't feel like their children need kindergarten are the most challenged adults walking the streets right now (laughs) who are so undisciplined. They don't know how to work and play with others. They don't know how to do none of the things that kindergarten teaches you how to do because despite which they may believe, kindergarten teaches you a lot. I still remember my my kindergarten teacher. I'm thirty eight. Okay, they they it teaches you a lot. It teaches you a lot about knowing how to be around other kids, learning how to take authority. A lot of these parents they don't like authority authority themselves so they're not an authority, author, how you pronounce it? Authoritative figure for their kids themselves, and they don't push that for their children. You know, to to be submissive to authority, any type of level of authority. So, I, it doesn't really surprise me. It's just sad because it's like you're continuing this toxic, vicious cycle. But yeah, I can guarantee you, if they were to do a, a, a poll or something, they they would find all that out. Mm, what do you think about the low-income um, family statement that those children are, you know, ones who really suffer um, from not being in kindergarten? How true do you think that is? I can I can believe it because, again, you know, unfortunately, you know, you have those who low income who strive and push for better, you know, and they'll push through their kids a lot because they don't want their kids to have to. They understand that, you know, as far as the school, because school is not only about academics. Again, I keep telling people, school, when it comes to school work, it's just all about memorizing. If you can memorize the work, then you can pass some tests and get promoted. There's other things that come along with school as well, again, as far as discipline and taking authority and stuff like that. So, again, that's not really too surprising to hear. It's sad. It's unfortunate. But I can 
I can see how, you know, they're saying low-income families are the ones falling in the category of those who figure, you know, they don't need, especially if it's like, okay, I'm not working, and if I now have to travel to take my child to school, and that means car fare, then it's cheaper to keep you home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so. All right. Interesting, interesting points, interesting points. Vivian, you know, as a um, teacher in, you know, the daycare, nursery, kindergarten age group, how true do you think these statements are? Excuse me, um, 100% true. I've worked with kids that have some level of schooling and kids that don't. And the ones who pretty much start off early, as early as possible, they're more rounded. They're more well-rounded. They're able to listen. You know, they don't come in taking as long to adjust. They're able to pick up on things a lot faster. They're just more advanced, just educationally. But like Shanti said, not just focusing on the education part, just their behavior is better. The kids who are sheltered at home or, you know, they're not they're not getting what they're not getting that public or that, you know, not being able to be around parents and children of their own age. They're just a lot slower in pretty much every way. Not just when it comes to education, but just all around. And it definitely does your child a disadvantage if you're not put if you're not putting them in school is one thing, but if you're not putting them in school and you're just keeping them home and got them in front of a TV or a tablet, you're definitely doing your child a disadvantage. And unfortunately, when it comes to our people, they're not taking that initiative to, okay, I'm not going to put my child in kindergarten, but I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, as you were, as you two were speaking, you know, I was thinking about, you know, some of the children that I have seen over the years. I have been around children for a very long time, and I do see the difference. You know, a lot of times when the children, you're not homeschooling them, you know, it, it's a big difference in the educational, um, you know, um, area. And, you know, you're not learning as much when you're at home and all you're doing is sitting in front of a tablet because what are you watching mm-hmm. or oh, in front of a TV, what are you watching? But I think a lot of these parents underestimate the importance of interaction at that time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, of their life, you know, starting early with learning to get along with others. I remember when we were mm-hmm. in elementary school back in the day, that was one of the things on the report card. You know, it wasn't just the educational part that they focused on. They literally had on the report card, gets along well with others, and all mm-hmm. different types of, you know, um, things that they need to, you know, develop. And unfortunately, children who don't, you know, get that time with other children. They don't know how to share properly. Mm-hmm. They don't know how mm-hmm. to, the separation anxiety is mm-hmm. there from their parents or people in their home. It's, it's, people don't really understand that there's a development 
that a, a growth that happens when you have interaction with people from very, very young. You learn how to respect one another. You mm-hmm. learn how to respect space. You re- you learn how to take a, you know authority, like Shanti said, one of the things you know they say, and, and not just from your people. You know, mm-hmm. all you know how to do is pay attention to your people or listen to your people. And now when they get in front of others, you know, there's no respect. Well, half the time they don't respect their own. So, But outside of that, you know, there's a lot of, you know, things that take place when you go to, you know, kindergarten and nursery school and things like that. And you really see the difference in the children that go out early and those that don't. Unfortunately, you know, with the, the you know, other side, you know, of the, the spectrum where the children are from lower income, first of all, they don't have any um, respect for time also, you know, just the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the day, how the day goes. You know, you get up, you wash your face, you brush your teeth, you you know, wash up, take a shower, bathe or whatever, you get out the house, you you know, you're traveling, good morning to other people, during the day you have to take a nap, you eat, you're not going through all of that in your house, you're really not mm-hmm. doing all of that, because half the time you still sleep at 9 o'clock, you still sleep mm-hmm. at 10, if they're up there entertaining themselves, it's just a whole entirely different, you know, regimen. So all of these things matter, and, you know, there have, there are people who do choose to, you know, homeschool their children, and, you know, so be it, you know, I, I, to each his own. However, I do think that we do our children a grave disservice when we don't allow them to interact with others from very, very young. And I really think Hello. that you see the difference. And also, I was going to say that regardless of what you're doing with your child, these are the, these are the pivotal learning times at right. these young, young ages. And yep. they're learning. Well, wherever they are, they are learning. And I've noticed mm-hmm. that the ones that are not in school, the ones that are not in daycares or some type of form of childcare, they're too quick with the sexual behaviors. They're cursing mm-hmm. at young, young ages. Like, they're mm-hmm. learning. They're just not learning the proper things. Right. They're learning from their parents. Right. They're learning from their cousins and their brothers and their sisters, and they're learning the wrong things. So you want to get your ca- your child into these schools, away from the, <laughs> the families, right. that are not teaching right. them the right thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And it, I like that point. You know, they are learning. They're, they're always picking up stuff, but what are we exposing them to? What are they picking up? Mm-hmm. Are they picking up the right things? And that's why I said, you know, not only that, you you need a change of environment. You you need a mm-hmm. change of environment. You sitting around mm-hmm. that same house all day long, and all you have is that environment. And you know, you think of. I remember moving. You know, the girls from the Bronx where we lived in a building. Um, it was a brand-new building, beautiful, you know, place to live. But the environment was different. I couldn't take them outside. I couldn't send them outside. They couldn't, you know, 
be around, you know, just a different environment. And even when they went to school, the environment was just simply different. And I wanted something different. So we moved out here to Queens, and things shifted. And the environment shifted when we moved. And I'm not necessarily saying move your children, but what I'm saying is the difference in environment. It makes the difference. And like Vivian said, you know, just, you know, when you're about around a bunch of adults, you're going to do adult things, you know. So I think it's so important that, you know, you definitely get your children in a, a an official learning environment so that they can grasp it all. They can have it all. They can be exposed to it all. So I, I think that needs to be considered. Hmm. All right, here we go. Oh, the children, the children of the migrants. And the story is, you know, of, you know, the death of a five-year-old migrant little boy who had just arrived a couple of weeks earlier than um, him becoming ill and passing. And, you know, now... They're blaming it on the possibility that it could have been this warehouse shelter. We all know what that is. That's, you know, those tent um, living conditions. However, this is in Chicago, and I don't know how many of you know, but Chicago, Texas, and New York are three of the highest migrant landing spots. So Chicago does not have anywhere near New York, but they are rapidly growing because they are now sending them to Chicago. And unfortunately, this is where it takes place, you know, um, with this little boy. And, you know, 26,000 people had arrived. And, you know, people don't understand. That's a whole lot of people. How do you possibly trace? You know this here, um, Shanti. I'll I'll get you. You'll get us started on this particular area, this story. You can't trace them. There's, it's hard to keep track of those of us who are from here. <laughs> you know, it's you gotta think about you know when they they've been seeming to do a little more buckling down now, like. Okay, if you're not sending your child to school or if your child isn't going to school on their own, you know, so on and so forth, because now it's like you have to hold the parents accountable and, God forbid, the parents don't know nothing about it. Now everybody's just dead. Um, But now you're talking about bringing in these migrants, and y'all don't even know how to have control over those of us who are from here in every area. So now you're trying to fake have control over what's going on with us, plus now keep track of them. And you can't keep track of those that you not even, you don't even have them set up. So how, how can you keep track of them in any, any way on any level? There's no primary destination for them. There's, there's nothing. So I don't understand how they could really feel like they could have any type of, accountability for who's where, who's doing what, what's going on here or there or anywhere. Well, y'all don't even have a stable place for these people to land when they get here. Mm. Vivian, what do you think about this this case of this 
five-year-old who now is not only sick but passes away and possibly has infected others. Right. I don't know if they thought about the children, honestly. I don't know if they thought about the children because you have these kids come in here with their families and then you're putting them straight into school. You don't know if they've been vaccinated. And these were concerns that people were bringing up when they were talking about this plan. And they made it seem like, oh, we have this under control. You know, we're testing people and we're doing this and that. But you can't really do too much when it comes to the kids because as soon as they get into those schools, the kid is coming home sick. And it's one thing for mm-hmm. your child to come home to its family and spread a virus. It's another thing for your child to come home to a shelter where there are, what, 100 other kids also spreading germs to everybody else. And your bodies are different. You, you're not, your body is not used to the environment that you're coming to. So mm-hmm. there was no way possible that this was not going to occur. I get sick on a regular because I work with kids. Now you bring in this, all these kids to this makeshift warehouse with no real air ventilation. Like, it was impossible for this not to happen. And I don't really know if they thought about the children and what they would be bringing into this. You know, I, my thing is they didn't think about the children either. You know, children are up underneath one another. And, you know, what... What did you think they were going to be exposed to? You know, they right. have the little bodies. You know what I'm saying? And now mm-hmm. you have them moving, like you ladies said, you have them moving all around. You you have them traveling place to place to place to place, no masks, no nothing. And now they're picking up everything. And not only are they picking it up, but now they're contagious themselves. And, you know, you've mm-hmm. exposed them they have no choice, they have no voice, and now you're dragging them all around, and they're going into the school, and, and like Vivian said, this is one of the arguments that I had. I had, you have not vetted these people medically, you know, or are you really going to take the voice of a foreign country, the word of a foreign country to say that these people are well? They're not doing anything but dumping their country. So how in the world do we really want to take their their uh, their word that they are healthy people? That listen, they don't even have the health care we have. So how in the world are you gonna guarantee that they well? So now you have them moving around from place to place, picking up and exposing. And now everybody's becoming ill. And now you're putting them in the schools with our children who you've mandated get immuni- you know, immunization and this and that, and they can't go to school unless they have this. Mm-hmm. But yet you're letting all the, uh, the, all the other children in, and now you're exposing our children, and now they're exposing the people in their home to this. And uh, this is taken too lightly. And here you have a little five-year-old. Mm-hmm. We don't know what his little body went through, what suffering he felt before, you know, he, he passed away. And, again, there was no consideration of any of this. It was let's do what we want to do, whatever the plan was. That was not a plan. But whatever the plan was that they had, 
it did not include the safety of these children or our children. So I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. I'm so not surprised. I'm so sorry to hear, but I'm not surprised that any of this is going on. And I'm going to be honest with you. So probably a whole lot of it going on, and we don't even hear about it. Mm-hmm. They're not telling it. They're not giving all of the information. No, this is one that that they probably could not hide. So, you know, here mm-hmm. you have it where not everybody's exposed. And I've always said in these makeshift shelters where they have these 1,000 beds or whatever, 600 beds, what happens when someone gets sick? Everybody's sick. And God forbid it's something, you know, really drastic, some illness that's really, really bad. You know, what happens to everyone else? Well, here's what happens to everyone else. So... You know, it, it, so many more reasons to stay prayed up, so many more reasons to make sure that you visit your doctors, you make sure you, mm-hmm. you know, um, take care of yourself, you make sure that you don't ignore any symptoms of anything that, you know, you may be, you know, feeling or experiencing and get everything checked out. Because we don't know how anything starts And we don't know how anything spreads We don't know how anything feels We don't know anything So Vivian, they didn't say exactly What the the little boy passed away from? No, they didn't Mm. Mm. God only knows (laughs) God only knows What that really could have been Oh boy All right, we're back to the Satan Club in a Pennsylvania school, and like Vivian said, you know, we've been talking about this for a minute where, you know, we know that there have been a couple of schools where the Satan Club has landed and been allowed to operate where we still cannot pray in these schools. And, again, they're bringing up the issue of, you know, they have rights. You know, there should be this Equal Access Act where everyone has the ability to at least make the uh, the presentation to, you know, be in the school. But yet you cannot go into school and ask, can we pray at 3 o'clock every day? So my thing is, is this really equal access? Um, now, why is it considered discrimination when... They don't let the Satan clubs in, but yet nothing else can take place in the school that has anything to do with Christianity. But the best part about it is the kids are fighting back. <laughs> There's a student who collected over 6,000 signatures, and that is amazing. Shantice, what you got? It is amazing. Thank God that he, you know, and so, and this needs to be a message to all of the adults because it does not mean that God will not work through children. He always has, even when you read the Bible, even in biblical days. However, he has to really work through the kids now because the adults just insist on being slow and negligent and doing what they need to do, whether it's I could care less or it's I don't agree with that, but I'm going to do 
anything about it. Now he has to work through the children who feel uncomfortable with hearing this and hearing that even if I'm not directly involved, like I'm not going to be a member of this club, I don't even want this club around me. So this really needs to be a message to all of the adults. Like, shame on every adult that this child has been around who heard about this first. And it does speak a lot of volumes, you know, if it was a faculty member or a teacher who started this petition and got that those amount of signatures versus a child. You know, it, it still speaks different volumes. But we haven't heard anything about any adults doing this. Right. First time we're hearing this is the first time we're hearing that this has been attempted to be put in a school because this is not the first school we've heard that there's either been a Satan club or an attempt to put a Satan club in there and anything has been done. Now the first time we hear about anything being done is from a child. So kudos to that baby that he is moving that child to act on how he feels, um, that you know, he doesn't want that around him. And they really need the powers that be that will make this decision in the school needs to pay attention to that. That not only did he get the signatures, but he was bold enough to step up and say, I don't want this around me. Like, why, why is this here? Absolutely. Absolutely. Vivian. <laughs> so this is actually a different school. The one in Pennsylvania, they were able to get that fitting club started. This one is mm. out in... Um, wait, say, wait, say that again. Also. I'm sorry. Say, say it again. I said this is actually a different school. The one out in Pennsylvania, they were actually able to start the Satan Club. This one is mm-hmm. out in... Uh, let me make sure. I got this right. Yes. Yes, it's a high school out in Kansas. And they're fighting. So the one out in Pennsylvania, they were able to start the Satan Club. And this one, they're trying to start it. And I, I'm not surprised because, as we always have said, once somebody does something, then it's always going to be these copycat people who come behind them and want to do the same or similar. So I'm not surprised that they're trying it. And like Shanti said, it's amazing that it took a child to say no. Like, no, this is ridiculous. I don't want this in my school. I don't want this around me. It's not right that it should be associated with our high school. So good for that child to, to push back and get these this petition signed. Hopefully it makes a difference because I don't, I'm not really sure. Like, you know, these petitions come across me all the time on the Internet, and I don't really know how much weight they actually hold. But at least he or she is trying to do something. And hopefully like, mm-hmm. it'll push some of the adults who can make a difference to stand up and make a difference so that this does not continue. Because if one is already started out in Pennsylvania, now you got Kansas starting, trying to start something, it's going to continue to spread. So we need to do something. We need to put a stop to this before it actually becomes something. Like, this is this is getting sad. Absolutely. And dangerous. You know, sad and dangerous. You know, again, we talk about what our children are exposed to. And, you know, for all those parents who feel like, oh, I was made to go to church, 
So I don't, you know, want um, my child to, to go to church. You know, I'm going to give them an opportunity to make the decision on their own. Here you got it. They got opportunity mm-hmm. to make the decision on their own. Now there's a Satan club sitting up in the school. So now you have kept them, you have deliberately kept them out of church, but now there's a Satan club in the school. So now they're mm-hmm. in the school five days a week with the Satan people, but yet they're not in the church one day with God's people. And this is what you have said that you want it because again the bible tells us that when we are in the world when we choose the world we are automatically against god so now this is what you've chosen mm-hmm. I don't, and, and nobody thinks about it that way you've just said mm-hmm. no i don't i don't want my child to go to church we're not going to church i'll let them make up their own mind and now you have them exposed to this and you don't have a choice because they didn't ask. All they did was say that the application needed to be put in. They needed to substantiate a good enough reason to be in the school. So here you have it. They've done it. They didn't petition the parents and ask the parents, hey, you know, do you, are you okay with the fact that there's a Satan club in the school? They, the administration, made the decision. So now you have no voice. So what are you going to do, put your child out of school? Well, you don't even realize how dangerous it is because you haven't tried to get close enough to understand who God is to understand the danger level of the opposite side. So now you've got even a bigger problem than you think because there's no coverage for your child. How many other children are in the school who don't know anything about God? But I guarantee you that the child who picked up that petition and decided mm-hmm. to pass it around, he's a child or she's a child that's been exposed to God. And this is what mm-hmm. can happen when you expose your children to God. So, you know, they, there you go. There you go. All of this stupid thinking of, you know, I, 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 didn't, I, I was made to, so therefore I don't want my child. To me, it's dumb. Opposed to giving the child the option. And I always say to parents, okay, they don't have an option to go to school. I don't understand. Every day you wake up with a mandate that they go to school. You don't tell them if you want to go to school, you can, and if you, you know, it's okay, and if you don't want to, go ahead and lay around. No, school is a must. But yet when it comes to church, it's an option. Well, that's why you're the parent. So now here we have it, you know, the, the one child who says, you know what, I've learned about God. I've learned about, you know, what the difference is between God and the enemy. I've opted for God. And I want to rally mm-hmm. up the people who have also opted for God. And here we are. So, you know what, mm, this is, this is this is indicative of of what we have, and like you both have said, you know, y'all are so busy fighting discipline that you have allowed this to, you know, be opened up right in the you know your child's face, and they have an option to join this after school program. So, mm, if you don't think that the forces are there, if you don't think that you know this is 
going to draw some other children who have not been exposed to God, and now the Satan club will grow, then go ahead and try it, because that's what's going to happen. That's definitely what is going to happen. So, again, thumbs up to the little... um, to, to the to the student who decided to take the initiative and make it happen. <sighs> Jonathan Majors. Now, this this has been going on for a while. Like Vivian said, you know, we've covered this story. I've covered this story during the week about, you know, um, how, you know, once this allegation came out, he lost a lot of his work as an actor. And, you know, it's it's been a minute, so now here they are in court. And, you know, they said that after whatever, you know, should have taken place, she ended up at a, having a little gathering, spending up his credit card. They said she didn't look like she was, you know, uh, you know watching over this little finger. That he supposedly had bent or whatever he did to it And uh, she had a little revenge party Charging up his credit card and so forth and so on And I want to know what you think about that portion of the story, Shantice With, you know, her just kind of moving on and, And, you know, it didn't look like, you know, anything happened And and I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there I'll leave it there. Wait, I just want to make sure I'm, I, I understand. So who's the she? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry? Who Who is the she? That's the woman he was dating. And that was that's the whole story. Okay. He was dating this, this woman, and they ended up getting into some physical altercation. Um, and, you know, after this happened, they, they had some camera that showed you know, um, her leaving, and then they ended up finding out that she went and had a revenge party where she had, you know, some people, she took his credit card, and she was partying and charging up and running up the card. Um, But yet, you know, this is something, she suffered some type of physical, emotional, and mental trauma from the altercation that he had. And, of course, the other side, which is his side, is bringing up the fact that, okay, well, you know, all of this was supposedly, you know, had supposedly taken place, but yet you were found partying, not nursing this finger that you claim that he, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, damaged. And what's that about? So he's been found guilty um, for whatever, you know, uh, the charges are. But I wanted to kind of focus on this part of the story. Of her with this revenge party. Yeah. Yeah. It it makes you look like a lot of these other women that are coming out now with so-and-so did such-and-such thing to me. And it's sounding like it's just all about what you can now get out of it. Because I, as an ex-vengeful person, I understand... <laughs> As far as, you know, the different ideas that come to mind as to how you can get people back. And one of the best ways to get someone back is to touch their pockets, you know. Um, But considering the climate in in the streets right now and everything that's going on, you have to be very strategic because 
that you you have to it has to have crossed your mind that that is gonna something that people pointed out that people questioned you about. You know, if you're injured, how are you now doing anything like this? You know, if you have this claim in, or if the claim was, let's just say the claim was finally finished, you know, okay, the trial or whatever, and the verdict was in, and you found guilty, whatever, that's not now time for you to take the cast off your finger and talk about psych, and now you doing whatever you're doing. Like, you, you have to understand now how that makes you look and the possibilities of what now can happen to you, despite it probably doesn't look like anything can happen to you, but it's just a lot of carelessness going on, and it's a lot of, I want to capitalize off of what happened to me. So if I got a beat or whatever, an altercation with just an average man, an, an everyday citizen, then that's one thing. But he happens to be a celebrity. He's known. You know, there's other women who claim that he did stuff to them. Not So I'm, now I'm going to find a way to capitalize off of what I do. And me running up your credit card now puts me in the limelight now. Me running up your credit card, now I get to be on the shade room. Now I get a hashtag. Now I get some type of clout. Now I, now it becomes about I, 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 I. So people don't understand how they, they think they're low with it, but they're, they make themselves so evident as to what their motives really are. You now want a name for yourself. So now what's the best way you can now get put on and and have people know who you are? Because now you need to stand out from the rest of the victims. Mm, okay, okay. That's a thought. That's a thought. Vivian, what's your thought on this whole revenge party thing? It was just stupid. Even if you, even if he did do what you said he did, now you make yourself look suspect because you out there partying and running up a tab on his credit card. So, you know, if he did do what you, what you said he did, now he has an opportunity to fight this. Now, if he didn't do what you said he did, now you just made it obvious. So either way, you're, you're now having it to be where your story is being questioned because of what you chose to do. It was just dumb. It was a really dumb decision to do. Because now he can take this back and he can fight the, the guilty verdict and he can use that as a way to get off. Or he can keep the guilty verdict and sue you for something. So you just messed yourself up all around. That was just a dumb decision. You know, I, I, I completely agree with you ladies. And And one of the things about revenge is a lot of times there's no thought. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly mm-hmm. why God said, leave it to me. Because revenge ain't about nothing but your feelings. And ain't no thought mm-hmm. as much as people feel they have planned this revenge party, regardless of what happens during the revenge party. I'm going to call everything the revenge party. So, Shantice, when you said you're an ex-vengeful person, there was a revenge party actually taking place, mm-hmm. whether it took place in your head, whether you exacted mm-hmm. it, you know, and, and out, or whatever you did. It was a revenge party. And, and for me, you know, revenge, it, it always turns out bad. It just mm-hmm. doesn't work. And I agree 100% that, you know, you always put into question, you know, where was your psyche? 
and people kill me when they say, well, you know, people handle things differently. You're absolutely right. But I'm sorry, as an ex-abused individual, I go back into my memory bank, and I'm gonna t- I got one memory bank. I cannot remember a time where there was an abusive event, and I wanted to party. I just, I just, I just it just didn't happen. Now I, I understand <laughs> that everybody's not Stephanie. I get it. And, you know, again, you know, how can you say, you know, how everybody feels and how everybody's going to handle it? You're absolutely right, but I'm sorry. When you go through that level of trauma, and I'm coming back, and I'm going to talk about all the things you did to me and how I'm hurt and how blah, 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 I'm sorry. It, it, it's just it's not working for me. It, it, it's not working for me, whether I was an ex-abused person or not. If If this was supposed to be some level of trauma, how do you now party? Now, this conversation came up not that long ago. Um, recently here, I was, and somebody said, well, you know what? That's how people, it wasn't this particular issue, but so, well, you know, people handle things differently. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what y'all say. I guess I got to go with it because I do know that people handle things differently. But, you know, the revenge party, I, I, I definitely agree. Now you go run up his credit card, that's, Fraud. That's a federal mm-hmm. offense. That that's that's a crime, idiot. Mm-hmm. This is why I say revenge gets you nowhere. This is why I say I want to hear nothing about. Oh, well, everybody takes things differently. Yes, it is definitely the case. However, revenge is always something that is is done and have to more than have to and ain't thought of. Nobody thinks about the consequences. Nobody thinks about what's going to happen later. Nothing. And I agree with Vivian whether he's found guilty, whether he was found guilty or not. You still are guilty. And and my thing is, I'm not going to turn your guilty into some innocence right. because I've now jumped on the bandwagon and I've done something to hurt you or to, to be spiteful toward you, and now I lose my fight. That that, that there mm-hmm. is just straight dumb, and, and, and I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. This this here, just y'all leave the vengeance. To, to, to let, leave it to God because it, it, this just goes to show that we, we just we ain't going to do this right. We're not going to do this right. Now, here's one of the things that I did want to bring up, ladies. At least she went for him for some type of um, legal um, pursuit. There was a legal pursuit. We ain't talking about the other ones who all they want is the money. Now, if she comes back for money, she may she may have also lost her argument when she ran up the credit card. You got your money already, so now you serve the time for getting the money early. But <laughs> at least there was some legal pursuit here where, you know, we go into court over this thing. It's not this, I just want your dollars, mm-hmm. and whether you serve time for this crime, whether you're, um, you know, you, you suffer some type of penalty for your crime, it's it's there. And, and, and I do, mm-hmm. you know, give her a little check mark for that one. You know, it, it's not, you don't seem just this gold digger later. Um so that's one of the things that I thought about. Uh, you know, uh, good, good for you. At least if he's found guilty, you know, he's going to suffer some level of consequence. But he already has 
because again he he's lost a lot of his you know acting gigs and and stuff like that and you know I don't you know I I, I get it I get it I get it and 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 I'll I'll put it out on the floor you know what you feel about this you losing your because we talked about this before but not with the two of you um together you're losing your acting jobs for this abuse um episode this abusive episode when, oh, I think, no, I don't want to say abusive because that's to me that says ongoing but this abuse episode what, what do you think Shanti's I think everyone now is trying to be really cautious after um, the whole Bill Cosby thing and R. Kelly. I think everyone now is trying to be real cautious because they don't want to be looked at by their, not even their peers, because everybody in the industry for the most part is crooked. Um, A lot of them are. But from, um, like, you know, us, us outsiders, those of us who are not in the industry, you know, it's like, God forbid something really jump off and come out and now we either going to have to make a public apology for working with this person or now we're going to have to talk about, well, we're not going to play this movie or anymore. So I think everyone now is just trying to cover their tracks as to, like, we're not going to work with you so that we don't now have to do damage control. I think that's the mentality of a lot of them which I can understand it at the same time. You really don't have control over that, you know, because you have veterans out here, you have season, seasonal actors, you have brand new actors. You don't know who's going to jump off and want to do something stupid. So, you know, you got your team, you know, all of the behind-the-scenes people. You know, you don't know who. So while I can, like, understand that, it's like I think – there should be, and I know it takes time, but there should be some, like, not just cookie cutter, okay, we're not going to work with you. I think there needs to be some real investigating, you know, an investigative process on your end because for you to just say, oh, we heard you do this, we're not going to work with you. It's like, so are you going to do that with everyone? Are you going to do that with everybody? You know, so it can't just be this, this cookie-cutter process or we hear that, okay, that's it. But I, I think a lot of it is a lot of them are trying, trying to do damage control before something really jumps off and now it's like we got to cut you off the movie or now we can't, you know, put the movie out because then who's going to buy tickets to come so now we're really taking a loss. So I think that's what it is. Okay, I have a question, and I'll see what Vivian says, and I have a question um, for that. Um, Vivian, what's your thought on this? Um, You know, you're losing, you know, he lost all of his, you know, movie gigs and and things like that for this particular, um, you know, uh, episode. Do you think that it's, it's the way Hollywood should handle it? say yes, actually. I would say yes, because people are going to come to a movie to see the actors or actresses that they love. And if you're found supporting somebody that is now being accused of abuse or rape or anything like that, now you risk 
not only people not coming to see your movie, but now protesting it and, you know, taking all these actions towards your movie, that now you have to now go even further with damage control. And I'm not paying money, my money, to investigate something that you got going on in your personal life. If you can't keep your personal life intact and under control and under wraps, that's that's on you. You have to suffer the consequences. And that, one of those consequences is now you lose this role or these roles. But I'm, I'm not going to pay the money for to hire no investigator to find out if this is true and if it's not true and all this extra stuff. That's not my job as the director or, you know, whatever that title is. That's not my job to now investigate your personal life and help you in this situation. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just in case okay. this might be true, I'm I'm gonna have to let you go. I'm sorry, like get it under get it under control. Okay. Well, I have a question. Are people really not going to the movies or uh to see these these actors? Are people really not looking at these shows anymore? Because I remember, um, wasn't it Pat, uh, what's his name? I can't, I can see his face. But he, the House of Cards, um, he was the lead role, lead actor in the House of Cards. And the, the white actor, oh my gosh, I can see his, um, his face. He's the one from A Time to Kill. Shanti's the attorney. Oh my gosh, yes, I, I can't think of his name. About, I forgot his name. And he, yes. played, he played in Takers, and he played in, um, not Takers, Taken. Um, I can't think of his name, but he lost his role um, on the House of Cards. Oh, Kevin Spacey. Was, Kevin Spacey, thank you. And are people really, like, going that far? Are they not watching your shows are they not buying your music are they no longer going to watch your team you know the football team or your basketball team or your baseball team are they not going to the movie are they are people really doing that shanties no ain't nobody standing up for stuff like that it you might hear something and it, it might be for the most like oh that's crazy i'm not watching that and then you may not go to the movie to see it, but you may watch it with the streaming. Or I'm not listening to that. You know, so you may not buy it, but you may have somebody else send you the link when they purchase it off Apple Music. You know, too many people, are, there's not enough people that are really protesting stuff. You know, because that means now you got to stand by it. People don't have that type of skin out here now. Where they're really standing by. It takes a lot to stand by. If this was someone you liked already. Like, it's one thing if, like, I'm not a fan of rock music. So if I hear a rock artist do something, there's nothing for me to be like, oh, I ain't listening to them. I don't listen to rock music. So who cares? <laughs> but if you're now talking about, you know, an actor or actress or musician or someone that I like, even if I'm not a diehard fan of theirs, but I, I like their, you know, their um, role that they play, so I may go watch a movie that they in or something like that. Sometimes it's a little difficult to not go and um, support it in any way and not going to the movies but watching it at home, you're still supporting it. You're not 
not doing too much just because you didn't go and purchase a movie ticket, you know, to go see them in the movie. If you're watching it at home, you're still supporting the movie or the music. So I would say no because that would really mean that people that integrity ain't all that high out here in the streets nowadays. So no. Okay, okay. Vivian, are people really not supporting these guilty criminals? And I know that sounds crazy, but are you are they really not being supported? I would say no. I would say that they still I still listen to some R. Kelly. I listen to him and be like, Why, R. Kelly, why? But I'm still listening. <laughs> <laughs> For everybody But I know on our side of the fence For the people that I hang around with You know we still support And you know they did the thing And and, and, uh, what was the song H&M with the little black monkey boy And I still know people who stop in H&M So you might be Outraged for five minutes Eventually You you gonna go back Unfortunately, and it, it is unfortunate because we probably should take a stand, <laughs> but people are really not, they're really not, you, you know, and if they are, then it's not lasting long, so, yeah. So, and, and, and that's, that's the question, that's where I'm going here. I'm saying to myself, okay, so let's say um, Samuel Jackson was now found to commit this crime. Now I don't watch A Time to Kill, I don't watch Jungle Fever, I don't watch The Negotiator, I don't watch any movie that Samuel Jackson starred in. However, I happen to like Wesley Snipes. So, okay, am I not going to watch, you know, a movie that they were in together? No, 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 no. Samuel Jackson wasn't in New oh, York City. I'm a, trying to talk about a, oh, common, a, right, a common movie. So they were both in Jungle Fever. So I'm not going to watch Jungle mm-hmm. Fever because Samuel Jackson had a key role in the movie. But I like Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. So now am I not watching Wesley because <laughs> I don't want to watch Jungle Fever because Samuel Jackson is in it. And by the way, I cannot watch... Um, what's the, there's another movie that they both are in, another Spike Lee movie. What's the one with, um, Denzel in it? Um. Oh, Mo Better Blues. So now I don't Samuel watch Jackson Jungle Fever. Yes, he was in, um, um, he was one of the people who were beaten up, uh, with Spike Lee. When Spike Lee didn't pay the, yeah. the, you know, the, off the, the bookie. And, you know, it, again, we don't. Uh, so I no longer watch um, Coming to America because Samuel Jackson has a role in Coming to America. I mean, are we really going that far? So when I ask that question, because I, I'm, I, I think like Vivian, I'm like, yo, you think about the footprint of an R. Kelly. And you think of, Lord have mercy, this man has his footprint in rock, he has his footprint in R&B, he has his footprint in hip-hop, he has his footprint in in, in soft uh, 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 
um, music. What's uh, Celine Dion? He didn't wrote for her. He wrote for Michael Jackson. I mean, do you really, when we protest, are we really protesting? I mean, are you really saying, I'm not going to support these people anymore? It, because if we really want to do this thing, as Ernie would say, you really want to do this thing, you're going to have to do this thing across the board. You're going to have mm-hmm. to really start itemizing. Okay, I'm not I'm not doing R. Kelly anymore. Well, baby, start making the list. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, yes, um, 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 yes, uh, my, my, my listeners, yes, gospel as well, because I talked to Shantice recently, thank you for the, for the, for the note, I spoke to Shantice recently I about see. the fact that, um, what's his name, um, um, what's the short man? Kirk Franklin. Kirk, Kirk Franklin. <laughs> yeah, you know, he did not, he, he didn't speak up for R. Kelly. And somebody would say, well, what's he speaking up for R. Kelly? Because he had a porn issue. So, you know, we all got these issues, and I'm not saying at the end of the day they're exactly the same and they weigh the same. But again, under the banner of God, your sin is your sin. Sin is sin. There's no gradation to sin. So my thing is like, you know, you didn't just, you know, listen. You have not, because I've been to a couple of Kirk Franklin, and he does his, he does his medley, and I have to tell y'all, that um, song is not on the rotation. It is not on the rotation. And that, that right there, Pastor Steph, is something I was just talking to someone about the other, the other night, I think it was. That And like I said, it is hard. So like Vivian said, you know, I can respect when other people don't want to hear R. Kelly. So I don't, if I'm driving, I don't blast an R. Kelly song if I'm in the mood to listen to it. But when it comes now time to stand by something, even when you're gun hold about it, it, it still takes work. And this is why you have to have God on your side and you have to be on God's side because you need God. When we were given the clothes away and a brand new pair of Jordans, surface we still don't know where these jordans came from mm-hmm. and you asked me about the steps do you want them and i looked and i was like oh bet i could wear these no i can't because i'm in these schools telling these kids not to necessarily ban jordans but when we talk about the backstory as to all that has gone on just to purchase a pair of jordans what do i now look like wearing jordan you know so it it takes and you being intentional and now with you being a Christian, Mr. Kirk Franklin, you know, and with all of this that has been going on with R. Kelly, and one doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the other in a sense, but as a Christian, you need to be able to point out the wrong and still um, support in a way to say, well, this, this is what we're doing. And it's sad because when we spoke about it, it made me immediately think of, one summer jam, um, Chris Brown was locked up, and Trey Songz was performing, and he got up on that stage, and that's when the song um, Loyal Brown was still popping. And they were blasting that song, and he was like, yo, we're going to sing this for my man, um, Breezy. And every he took part of his time to perform, and any performers know, when you have a, a slot time to perform, they are extremely strict. So you pan out your whole performance time. So if you get 10, 15 minutes, 
You only get 10, 15 minutes, and that's it. Unless you're in the church, you seem to get 45 or whatever. But you only get that 10, 15 minute time, time spot. And he devoted a nice chunk of that dedicate to Chris Brown, who was justifiably locked up. There wasn't no false accusations or anything. This man committed the crimes that he was locked up for. So how is it that the worldly people can do this? Now, when it comes to us Christians, all we do is bash. Kelly was a big reason as to why that song was popping in general. Right. Now, I guess you figure that your catalog is is hard enough for you to not have to include that, but you not even say anything in regards to that. I think is extremely tacky, especially now when you're able to compare it to the world. It's just like ridiculous. Well, I'm gonna give Vivian a quick five seconds to speak because I know she's got to go. But Vivian, what do you have to say about this portion of the conversation? I agree. I agree. If you have an opportunity to stand up for somebody, is that the portion you're talking about? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, if you have an opportunity to stand up for somebody and show them your love and support to take it, especially in the Christian community, because we talk about it all the time, how the worldly people are hooping and hollering for what they believe in, but when it comes to Christianity and the things that we do, we too quiet, we too um, docile. So I do agree. I agree. If, if if you are known to make noise for everything else, but then when something goes wrong with somebody you know, you you don't show that love and support, that's, that's not godly. That's not godly at the end of the day. That's not godly because even the Bible tells us that if somebody is in prison that we have to go and visit them. If they're in the hospital to go and, you know, help take care of them and things like that. Even the Bible speaks on these things. You can't just turn your back on people when things go wrong. So I absolutely agree. And it's going to come out. You may think, oh, if I'm quiet about it, nobody will say anything, nobody will notice. But we notice. We notice. We notice and we're going to speak on it. So do your part. If you're going to be godly, be godly all the way. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I, I understand you have to go. So when you have to go, you just go. And, and thank you so much for joining us today and rounding out our little threesome here. We appreciate you no being a part of our morning. Thank you so much, and we pray you have a blessed day. But if you can stay, thank you stay. You as well. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I really talked about that to Shantise. I was like, yo, you know, I noticed that that's not on his rotation. And my thing is, you know, why not sing the song? Why not sing the song? You're talking about a gospel song. You're talking about a song that, you right. know, listen to the words of your song. You know, what I mean, it speaks of the very thing that you're not doing. You know, mm-hmm. here is my shoulder. You can me. lean on me. Lean and I'm like, yo, me. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, you, what are you doing? How do you abandon someone and your and the very song? Because see, here's the thing. Here's here's where I'm going with this. So you are in the Christian world. You went and you got an R&B singer. That was his lifestyle. He, R. Kelly has never claimed to be someone who has been in the gospel industry or has lived a Christian life. When you went and pulled him in on this project, he was R. Kelly. 
So you went, it didn't matter what his life was. You didn't investigate. All the stuff wasn't out. Could have been, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. But let's say it wasn't. You had no idea. Okay, fine. You ran mm-hmm. that risk. You ran that risk. Right. When you included him, you ran that risk. Okay, not only that, I'm sorry, your porn was already out when you ran the risk on choosing R. Kelly mm-hmm. to be a part of your song. Now, mm-hmm. R. Kelly helps to make your song the, the, the millions of dollars it made. Mm-hmm. Now it comes out that the man is a pedophile and all of the disgusting things he did. And instead of helping, I said to Shanti, I said, I could have easily seen, like, and, 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 and somebody else could envision this a different way. But as Pastor Steph, I could have easily seen him silencing the room and saying, listen, right now we're going to take a, all these, I think, one of those arenas held like 16,000 people we were in. And can I tell y'all, every seat was filled, okay? I could see, and my thing is, what would it have done for you to, to take a stand, you and all your participants in this particular concert, and say, listen, we're going to take this time to lift our brother, R. Kelly, mm-hmm. up right now. Because the song he mm-hmm. sang, here's my shoulder, you can lean on me. It says that at any time that my, and like Vivian said, it says when my brother there. has fallen, pick him up. And in doing so, you save a multitude of sins. Okay. And in doing mm-hmm. so, my family, because we're here as a family of God. We need to lift him up in prayer right now because we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We may not have committed that sin. However, Mm -hmm. even in our Christian state, we sin. We're not completely, you know, uh, 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 not sinful we don't we never commit no sin Mm -hmm. but even in our our christian lifestyle there are times when we step across that line and we sin and we need to let him know that we do not agree with the sins he's committed but we got you in prayer what would that have Mm -hmm. done for the christian community no, there's no mention of the song. They don't mm-hmm. sing the song. They don't nothing. But even if you had the musicians play it, and even if you just went and did that, that roundabout, here's my shoulder, you can lean on me. Mm-hmm. Here's my shoulder, you can lean on me. Even if you just did that, that just that part of the song, and just lifted him up, all those people in the room, on one accord, for one life, we do pray for them here. That's what mm-hmm. we do here. But that, but that, you know what, Pastor Steph, that, that's all we're seeing now. All we're seeing is the Christians moving like worse than the world. Because, again, it's just all about this bashing. And just like Vivian said, you think maybe because you're silent, that's still a form of bashing because there's a time when you have to, we're obligated. You're obligated to speak up because, again, that's saving a multitude of sins. If right. you, you already know that there's, that there's other sins of his or 
people who are just waiting to bash him that they need their heart changed. With you being right. an influential gospel artist, you could have possibly assisted God with turning a lot of those mentalities and hearts that's right. towards that's R. Right. Kelly and any other celebrity that's being bashed now alone because you are showing that this is how God, but because everybody is just interested in moving like the, like the world. I just saw a, a post. Big thing with TD Jakes is out now. Now he's he's the next one getting ragged. Oh boy, everywhere. what a mess! What of, a mess! Uh, yes, uh, of him um, supposedly, Larry Reed did some investigating and found some text messages of TD Jakes texting somebody, another man, at two something in the morning, something that seems sexual. And then he's going to, after he does all of this, he says, well, I have to investigate and make sure I had this, but should I, should I, am I saying that you should throw him away? Absolutely not, because he's made some huge contributions, and I like him. So then how are you putting this man on blast? He's made huge contributions. How did you take the time to do this investigation and make sure that when you were ready to talk about him, you had receipts? And and you 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 took the time to say make sure you don't listen to other people who don't have receipts when they talk about these celebrities. Um, if they can't show you proof, but then you gonna tell people not to throw him away. What do you think you're implanting in people's right. minds? Right. When you're exposing right. somebody like this. Right. Don't right. throw them away. You're saying trash them like I am. Right. If you're following them, don't follow them. If you listen to the sermons, don't listen to the sermons. Like, what are we doing right now? All that's going on is just nothing but bashing because it's all about you building your name. You right. now got receipts. Now you're, you're trying to deter people from listening to anyone else and so you can get more of the reviews because when I turn on Larry Reed, Larry Reed got the receipts, which means this has right. to be true. <laughs> now, let me, so, so now let me make sure... I, I subscribe to his YouTube. Let me make sure I, I hit the follow button on his Instagram. It's like it's sickening. Yeah, it, it it really is, and and I think let me t- let me tell you why I'm also like really annoyed about this is because we are still singing. Um, what's his? Why is like I know everybody's name until this morning. This is what happens when you're not on every day. Um, what's the one who 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 the gospel singer who was? Um, they had video of him um, with the domestic violence. The one who the, who uh, the oh my gosh, we sing his song. I believe the da 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 da. What is the name of this man? Oh my God. Somebody. No, 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 no. The other ball guy who has the, the and he talks like Kirk Franklin does in in his songs. He talks over the 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 people singing. And a few quite a few years ago they had where he was um they had a video that had come out um about him it beating his wife. And it was so bad because after they, when they went to court, um, they sent the, the judge, he could not, oh, wait, hold on, hold on, somebody's, somebody's hitting me up, let me see if they, they can help me here, let me see. No, not Hezekiah Walker. It's the, he's bald now. 
nice looking guy. I can't think of his name. Oh my gosh. He sings I Believe. He just sang the song we danced to. Um with um um Life and Favor. With the with yes, Life and Favor. He just sang he just sang that he sang the song. He talked over that song. With oh my goodness, just pull it up. Somebody help, help pull it pull it up because it's gonna drive me crazy. Please. Um but they when he went to court they they gave the wife the separation, and he could not see his children for five years. Five years. He was not allowed to see his children. We are still playing and singing his music, gospel. Not John Peaky. No, not John Peaky, the light-skinned guy. No. Um, Somebody who's listening, y'all got to pull this up. Shanti, you need to pull this up while I'm talking. Life is favor. Um, um, oh, my goodness. But I'm saying to myself, here we are. We're still singing his song. He mm-hmm. did a song with, with Monica and um, Fred Hammond. Fred Hammond. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, and we still sing his music. It's like we haven't banned him. So we need to really get a grip on this this thing here and and how we move forward and and how we quote unquote support because you know and, and it goes back to the Jonathan Major story you know they took away everything from him and now and I'm not saying you know it's up to God up to God how he's going to handle it because I'm gonna tell you something all I think about is if God strips Stephanie. If God stripped Stephanie when I did what I did, where would I be right now? You know, and, you know, it, it's, it's. I think we need to, James Fortune, thank you so much. Oh, my gosh, it was killing me. James Fortune, yes. He, quite a few years ago, he went through that whole thing. And the, the, the community, the Christian community kept, kept it moving, kept it moving. So we thank you so much um, for doing the research for me. But yes, this is we have to think about this, and, and we have to really keep these people, whether they're secular or Christian, we have to keep them lifted in prayer. Because again, we are, you know, um, <laughs> we are definitely in their ballpark. We just happen not to be, you know, people. Everybody knows, you know, they can't put us on front mm-hmm. street because everybody knows us. But we need to really make it our business to be a lot more forgiving and 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 just you know. And my thing is, all these people who are snatching their money and 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 stuff. What, what y'all doing up in the background? Ain't nobody told y'all story. Mm-hmm. You know, now you're taking a whole lot of right. So you know, we're gonna go. We're gonna go into prayer right now. We haven't been on. And you know we're not gonna do no benediction. We're gonna be, you know, we're gonna we're gonna pray today, and we're gonna we're gonna pray for them today, um, and mm-hmm. giving God thanks for a calendar year well spent, um, and and how mm-hmm. we've been blessed here on this due time with Pastor Steph, and you know it's a wonderful. Um, we, we came back strong, ladies. We came back strong. Yes. Oh, yes. it's just. The three of us, oh, let's hold hands and hold hearts. 
Dear Heavenly Father, God, we come before you thanking you because you've been so wonderful. You've been so amazing. You've been so great to us, dear God. Not only did you wake us up today, God, but you brought us through 365 days um, of investment. You invested in us for an entire year that helped to launch us into 2024 we want to say thank you because you could have closed our eyes you could have left us behind you could have written us off but the only reason why we're still here we're able to speak and we can live confidently in you is because you gave us another chance not a second chance Mm -hmm. but the nine millionth and second chance (laughs) thank you father Mm -hmm. for just Continuously looking beyond our faults and finding our needs. Thank you for just loving us unconditionally, God. Thank you for keeping us bolstered. Thank you, God, for continuously picking us up when we couldn't even get up on our own, when we didn't even want to get up on our own, when we didn't run it, we gave up. We didn't care anymore. When the weight of this life and this world became too much and we gave up, you pushed us across that line. You picked us up and carried us. You, you, you sent your son for such a time as then and such a time as now. How can we possibly not? Take this time to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for Shanti. Thank you for Vivian. Thank you for Tamika. Thank you for Brother Al, God. Thank you for Pastor KL, the Heavenly Father. Thank you for Pastor... Um, Pastor Jeff, thank you for Brother Ainsley. Thank you for Elder Nitesha. Mm-hmm. Thank you for all mm-hmm. of the due time crew members. Thank you for Pastor Vinny. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. for every dedicated listener that helped to push us mm-hmm. across the line for 2023 and was there to hear what you gave us each and every time. Thank you for Minister Michelle. Anyone who ministered, Pastor Kim in 2023, thank you for the Women's Conference. Thank you for Pastor Charlotte, dear Heavenly Father. God, you, it was you who brought us through 2023, regardless of how sick we were emotionally, regardless of how sick we were mentally, regardless of how sick we were physically, regardless of how sick we were spiritually, you brought us through, dear Heavenly Father. When we wanted to die, you said you shall live. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your staying hand on our life. Thank you for always having your finger on the pulse of our life. Thank you for the breath and the air we breathe. Thank you for the times when we said no thank you to you, but you said, I'm going to go through anyway. Thank you. Thank you when we cursed you, God, and you said, I'm going to forgive you. Thank you for when we doubted you, but you said, I'm going to still stand here and be God. Thank you. Thank you for paying the bills. Well, we didn't have a dime, and you showed up and showed out. 
out. Thank you. Thank you when we were supposed to be hungry, but you said, I'm going to give you that morsel of food, and I'm going to send the ravens to feed you. Thank you. Thank you when we should have been naked. But you said, I got somebody else's clothes. I'm going to put on your back. Thank you. Thank you for when Mariah says, instead of us wearing the clothes, we had enough to give away. Thank you that we could actually stand and feed other people, where we could actually stand and give away some old clothes that we didn't want. And we can't fit because we too fat. Thank you. That the food on the table was so much that we can't fit yesterday's clothes. What a blessing. Thank you, God, but we should have been dead because we didn't take care of our bodies, but you said, I'm going to give you to live. Thank you, Father. When we ate that food that was on the recall list, but we lived and we didn't get sick. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, God, when we stayed home from church just because. And we didn't think enough of you to get up in the building. But you said, I am that I am, and I'm going to bless you anyway. Thank you. Thank you you for the vacation we took, and we shouldn't have taken, but you let us take it anyway, because it was bill money, but you paid the bill anyway, and allowed us to vacation. Thank you. Thank you for the lessons learned when we used to do something like that. But then you spoke in our spirit and you said, no more. And we listened. You gave us another chance to get it right. Thank you. Thank you when we killed our brother. Thank you when we killed our brother. But you forgave us for our sins. Thank you, Father. When I think of the goodness and all, all that you've done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank you, God, for saving me. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank Amen. you. Thank you that we're back on. Woo-wee. Amen. Thank you. Amen. This is a part of our life now. That we can't live without. That we had, we've gotten into the habit of getting up every day and communicating with one another, serving you in this manner, allowing us to use, to, for you to use us, positioning ourselves. The days when we didn't even want to get on this broadcast because we were too heavily burdened. But we got on anyway, and we allowed you to speak to us. We allowed you to speak to us. People think that it's 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 easy to get on every day when life is smacking you in the face. But we still got a minister. Well, that's not us. It's you. It's you. Thank you for the opportunity for salvation. 
Mm-hmm. That we should be hell bound. But because of your son who sits beside you calling out our names day in and day out, petitioning for us in our sinful ways. And he's got to go back again for us. Thank you for giving us your son, for watching your son suffer and die on the cross for our wickedness and our sinfulness and our ungratefulness and lack of appreciation. But you still come through. You still, you still say yes. Thank you, Father, for the very Mm. air we breathe. Thank you for the health insurance that helps us to go to the doctor. It may not be the health insurance that we may, could have, should have, or want, but it's better than Mm. having nothing Mm. at all. Thank you. Our hearts should have stopped pumping but you kept it beating. And now mm-hmm. our heart for you. Thank you, Father. We take this time, God, to give you the glory and the honor. So rightly do your name. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for a wonderful morning. Wonderful yeah. comeback movie. All right. We pray you have a blessed day. Thank you, too. Thank you. Ah, oh, what a way to come back. I, I have to say that, you know, every morning when I got up and I would see the message or when we would try, we tried a few mornings, you know, so desperately tried. <laughs> We'd be on and... um you know, asking, you know, can you hear me? We're yelling up and down the steps, can you hear me? Um, I'm on. And there would be something that said, you know, I get a sign that says on air, like it, it's on now. Yes. Um, but it wasn't on. But the time was running, and I'm like, it says we should be on, but we're not on. And it, it, it's just, it was just a trying um, period and very, very, very... Um, uh, annoying um, But like Vivian said You know the first thing I always do When things don't go The way they're quote unquote supposed to go The first thing I do is I go before the Lord And I ask God okay alright Alright tell me what Stephanie Either has done or not done That That's a that that's a definite A formality for me when things do, there's a glitch, a small glitch. I always say, does that glitch belong to me? Am I responsible for that glitch? And when we weren't on one day, uh, you know, that could easily happen. It's technical, you know, so anything could happen with technology. But when it became two days and when it became three days and we were just before the Lord just asking God to just reveal to us, is it me, God? Is it me who, you know, I've done something and now, you know, I can't even witness to an individual because, you know, my sins are just interfering with the broadcast. And 
you know, I I got so much support, you know, I got, you know, well, maybe this is, you know, um, God is giving you a break. And that was part of, you know, what it was, you know, while they were experiencing their technical difficulties. It was a, a mini break for us. You know, we don't run the embroidery um, in the month of December. So it kind of became, you know, like a little double break, a little rest. Um, we weren't sleeping late because, again, there would be an attempt each day. The only time we did not was for the holiday, um, you know, to give the due time crew a rest and the ability to sleep a little later. Um, you know, you do have to appreciate them. And uh, so they they were able to get a break as well. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, it, it, it was a withdrawal that was a little difficult um, to swallow. You know, we've been on for its due time um, for three and a half years. And... You know, it, again, it's just something that you just get up every day expecting to do. You get up expecting to not just be used. You get up not just expecting to minister, but every day I walk off with something. You know, when, when, when I'm here with the Due Time crew, I, I am blessed to be able to be here each and every morning. So it's not just for me a ministering opportunity. It's an opportunity for me to be ministered to. And that was like, wow, you know, that that's a little different. My days were different. So I give God thanks when I woke up this morning and I'm like, wait a minute. I ain't got no message here. This thing is not flashing. Does that mean we're on? I was like, all right, go ahead. And I give God thanks to be able to communicate with you all, to chat with you all, to minister. You know, when I was getting my little, you know, uh, hits from, you know, the listeners giving me my little information, you know, I was like, yes, you know, it's amazing. God is amazing, and and this is an amazing experience. Um, And I'm grateful to God. I'm grateful to God for it. And, you know, I pray that you missed us and missed the, the ministering just as much as we missed you. So make sure you get up every day and give God thanks for all that he has done for you and you serve him. It is not enough that we get up and say, thank you, God, for today. Thank you, God, for putting my feet on the floor. Serve him. That's what God is expecting. He doesn't want your thanks alone. He wants your life. So make sure you give it to him, okay? Okay. Once again, you've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my girl Shantice and my girl Vivian for coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us, and especially those of you who are throwing me my little hints and all my little information. Thank you. Couldn't do it without you. Please do not miss the opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss the opportunity to give Christ your life and strengthen that relationship with him. Because later, it's not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares. 
where it's Therapeutic Thursday. Until then, I love 